Welcome to Rising Stars, where Miriam Knight, publisher of New Consciousness Review, interviews exciting new voices in the world of progressive and transformational books, films, and ideas, who offer intriguing perspectives on life, the universe, and everything in between. Join us as we celebrate the conscious awakening and explore many expressions of consciousness in action. both big and small, first creating his desires on the other side and watching those thoughts take form in our physical world. Ken is living a life that many call magical and miraculous. Over the last 20 plus years, Ken has been teaching thousands of others these simple techniques so that they can create the life that they desire. His book is called Manifesting 123 and you don't need number three. Welcome, Ken. I'm delighted you could join us today. Hi, Miriam. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a real honor. You know, your manifesting process seems to begin with smoke, but no mirrors, I must add. Huh. Tell us how you learned it. Well, um, I'm a regular fella. I grew up in Texas. I had... Uh, Moved to California. Uh, my wife at the time was got a job there, and uh, during those two times, uh, late Texas and the California period, I met a woman. Her name is Judy Goodman. She's in Georgia, in the United States, and is the most gifted of the gifted. And I certainly know a lot of gifted people, and I don't want to take anything away from anyone with gifts or talents, but there are people that are just sort of beyond the pale. And it's what she can do is really beyond what uh, people have read about in in our literature. And it was fated for us to meet. Uh, we've, we've been around uh, in, in lives before. It doesn't, it's not important if people get that or understand that or not. But um, I had um, an issue that I was drowning in, and I asked another author. I was new to the metaphysical field, but someone that I respected her work and who she uh, spoke and toured with, for the most gifted psychic in the United States. And she said, you call Judy Goodman. And, and I did, and we connected uh, like the old friends that we are. She explained the issue and helped me with that. I had to do the work, but she did her best. And then I got something I didn't bargain for. A stranger called me and said, I understand you've been talking with Judy Goodman for some time now. Uh, do you understand who she is, who you're dealing with? And I said, well, she's a psychic, and Judy hates that word. And she said, well, it should be much, much more than that. And she started telling me all these things that Judy could do, of which I, I knew most of these things. But um, th there was one thing in particular that, that really got my attention. She said, if you send Judy something in thought, she will get it. And I, I went, this is well before The Secret was out, or, a lot of the metaphysical books. And I said, I don't, I don't understand. And she had sent Judy in thought, a, the idea of a bouquet of flowers for her birthday last year. And Judy had a birthday coming up uh, in a few days, so I called Judy, and I did the same. It's in the book. I sent her a, a rose at a distance of 2,100 miles, and the outcome was amazing. And ever since then, I would send Judy things from time to time. I did this for uh, you know a long time, as you said in the intro, and she got whatever I sent every time. 
And I learned not just some technique or, or 20 on how to uh, figure out the best practices to create something. Uh, people commonly talk about the law of attraction. Um, it was beyond that. It was at the core of that. I know how thought works. If you go to turn on the light switch, I understand it's connected to the power plant. If I go to draw water, I understand the faucet is connected to the water plant. And this is going to be a very compelling show. You're going to get new information that really is uh, the core of, of everything in your life. If it didn't grow naturally, if it didn't happen by some act of God or nature, then someone invented it, they thought of it, and it starts as a wisp of smoke first. And I have friends that are so very gifted, they can see this on the other side as it forms in real time. And I have proofed this out in remarkable ways, more than I would ever discuss on the show. But on my website, manifesting123.com, there's a Friday newsletter where readers bring me stories and I put them out on the newsletter. And there's well over 100 on all sorts of topics from regular people or very metaphysical people or business people that are kind of doing this on the quiet and they're getting results. It's remarkable. It is the law, as people said for a long time, thoughts do make things. And today you're going to learn how that actually works. So is this something that anyone can do or do you have to be psychic or particularly gifted in this direction? No, and that's a wonderful question. If you're three years old, you can do this. If you're 103 years old, you can do this. Everybody is good at gravity. Gravity is the law. No one's better at gravity than the next person. And your thoughts truly make things. You're all equally endowed with this, and it's not a matter of giftedness or faith or, or whatever. You know, it, you don't have to understand gravity to make things go to the ground. By the way, gravity will not judge you on if you're going to do something good or bad with gravity. <laughs> so thoughts will make whatever it is that you repeat, repetitively think. So if you're worried about something, it is being created in the unseen field around you. If you are wishing and hoping or doing a vision board or, or the one singular technique that I have in the book that's so incredibly easy, then it will make those things. It's a matter of repetition. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Now, you went to uh, a woman who is considered to be uh, the top in her field. Mm -hmm. Was it the reflection from uh, the the manifestations that she did that gave you the confidence that this was something real and not your imagination? Well, I didn't know anything about manifestation all those years ago. I was just, I was just being a goof. Uh, you know, it was a game. I would send her things and call her the next day and she would get them. And I guess I was five years into this or so. She was very patient with me. She, she could see the potential, what was going to unfold on this and I couldn't. I was just being a uh, really just um, an annoyance, maybe, but we were very close, <laughs> so she allowed it. It was you know, like she was dealing with a six-year-old. Hey, I want to send you something today. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, but she didn't have that sort of attitude about it. Uh, and she wasn't overly encouraging. It was just, I just felt compelled to do this. I would get a little bored and say, I'm going to send Judy something, see what happens. She got it every time. So um, after about five years, I had this thought. And this story is in the book. There's two stories of mine that are profoundly uh, amazing, the rose and the daffy duck. And I told her, um, I asked, are you busy? She said, no, because I'm always interrupting. And I said, uh, do you have a chair there in front of wherever you are? She said, yeah. 
She said, I've got this idea. She said, really, just one? Because, <laughs> you know, I get the grasshopper treatment. And uh, I said, well, yeah, and, and I think it's important. I'd, I want to send you something in real time. I want you to stay on the phone. Because it hit me that she's so very gifted, maybe she's just psychically getting what I sent, right? And there's no magic to this at all. So I said, I'm going to send you something in real time and place it in that chair, and you stay on the phone with me, and, and let's, let's do this. I didn't call it an experiment, but it, that's really what it was. And uh, she said, okay. So at the time, I would think of something repetitively really, really, really hard. Now, there's a much easier way to do this, but that's what I would do. I would call it bludgeoning it, the thing into an existence. So I'm an artist, and I have this sort of little wacky, left-handed kind of point of view on things. So I'm going to send her an object that's unique. I want to know it's mine, because I don't know what's floating around in the air or what's happening next door. I didn't want anything to interfere with this. I want it to be uniquely my idea. So it's going to be a five-foot-tall Daffy Duck who's sitting in the chair. It just popped into my head. I don't have a picture of a Daffy Duck, and I don't need one. And it's got what looks like a wooden ruler holding it in his hand It's, it's vertically, and there's a horizontal little board. It's a little handmade sign, and on the front of that, in red lipstick, it says love. So here's this wacky, pretty complicated object with a handmade sign. And I go to work on it. So for three minutes, I'm, we're quiet on the phone together, and I'm just, I mean, what do you do? Daffy Duck, sign, I mean, what do you do? So I'm, I'm just grinding this out. I don't know how this works. I don't, I don't know, but it, it's working, whatever it is, in the past. So I'm just working on this thing, and I, I did it for, it was two minutes, two minutes. And I was just worn out. I mean, I'm just really not any good at this. And... Um, so she's there, and I said, okay, what did you get? And Judy raised her voice a little. Now, we've been friends for a long time, and she's never quite done that, but she had this bit of an attitude or something. And uh, she said, are you trying to send me something? And I said, well, well, yeah, I'm working really hard on it. She said, well, you're just, just making smoke here. You have a wimpy thought. You get a wimpy result. Now, you need to get on this. You're just wasting my time. And, and it should just scare me. I'm losing my friendship. I'm a failure. da 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 And I'm going to put that to the side for a moment. During this time that I met Judy, she told me that I would start helping put people on the radio. Well, I don't know anything about getting people on the radio. But within a very short time, uh, I heard William Buhlman, one of the great, probably the greatest out-of-body author around today, and contacted him. We became, well, he contacted me after a little email out of 2,000 other emails that next morning. That's miraculous. We became very close. So he's the out-of-body author, and I was privy to, at the time, were 10,000 letters that were coming in from all over the world about how out-of-body works. And that's when you leave your body. You don't have to be in a car wreck and float over the ambulance. You simply leave your body and go to the other side. So I was very up on that. And William said, I gave an offhanded remark one time at a at a conference, and we went to lunch, and I said, now, tell me about this again, this smoke thing. And he said, sometimes I'm on the other side, and he's adept. He's over there a lot. He said, sometimes I'll see this place where everything on my wish list, and he is a wish list pro, 
everything in my wish list is lined up. And, and, and let's looks, come back to that. There's our break. Looks like smoke. Okay. Well, that's that was why I began my question with smoke. So we are speaking with Ken Elliott about manifesting one, two, three. Stay with us and you won't want to miss the next part. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Hi everyone, this is Shay Parker, the host of Best of the Best, which airs live right here on IOM Radio every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm super excited to bring you expert guest hosts, spiritual discussions, free psychic readings, and so much more. I can promise that you will not want to miss this one-of-a-kind, fun, yet touching, down-to-earth show. Join us every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on OTRFM. This is Shay Parker, and I can't wait to see you there. Join Elliot Jolish, the business therapist, each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern for the Elliot Jolish Hour as he interviews business experts on your behalf. And you're invited to email your business questions to questions at ecjgroup.com for answers live on air every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Elliot Jolish Hour. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Ohm Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Ohm Times endeavor. Host your show with Ohm Times Radio Network. The future of Internet radio is here. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Yes, we have a smoke hanger. So, um, going back to William Buman, the out-of-body expert, he had told me, and I was aware of this, how thought works. William's items on his wish list would be arrayed. He would see them from time to time, and the things he'd been working on a short time were like a little wisp of smoke. If he'd been on this thing, you know, repeating this intention, looking at that wish list or vision boards, which people commonly do, then it would have a little more form. And it might have a blush of color, and eventually it gets so solid, so 3D, and so full color, you can just about set your watch by it. It will come over into the physical world. I I just want to let that sit with you for a moment, because you just heard something that is quite profound. And I wish I had a white lab coat and and a badge on, and I'm just not some guy in Denver, Colorado, telling you this, but I've become the spokesman for this, I'm not aware of this in the literature. 
but I did experience it many times and proved it out many times and have more than William and Judy, other very gifted friends, very adept friends who have observed how thought forms. So let's go back to Judy. She said, you know, you're just wasting my time. You're just making smoke in the chair. Well, she was purposely intimidating. And that thing with the smoke in the chair went right past me because I'm worried about that I'm failing at this. I have a wimpy thought. I'm getting a wimpy result. Now, if she had said, oh, you're doing great, Ken. Smoke is starting to appear in the, sh in the chair because we know how thought works. Then I would go, well, maybe I'll just take a little break. Maybe I won't work on this as hard. But I was very intimidated and, and a little bit shook at her reaction to what was going on. So I doubled down and I concentrated some more on this Daffy Duck on the handmade sign for another four minutes. I, I really didn't think I had it in me. And, um, and, and what am I doing? I'm just thinking about this Daffy Duck. I'm not getting clarity on this. I, I might as well be six years old trying to do this. So I can't tell you there was, there was no technique involved. It was just just forcing this thought in the best way I know how without any sort of uh, uh, device or, or technique to make it more efficient. So after a total of six minutes now, uh, one two minute, one four minute, I said, I give up. I'm, I'm just totally exhausted trying to do this. What have you got? There was this little pause. And she said, are you trying to send me a cartoon character? And I just got a big lump in the throat. Uh, it's, we call a Hollywood moment. And I, I said, yes. And she said, well, there's this poor little humany thing in the chair. He's two and a half feet tall. He's got little skinny arms and little skinny legs, and he's got cartoon colors on him. So I figure he's a cartoon character, and he's got a stick in his hand. Six minutes from San Francisco to Columbus, Georgia, my thoughts are starting to take form on the other side, and Judy can watch it happen in real time. I guess that would make one a believer. Well, that was sort of the icing on the cake because I'm still at 100% at sending her things and sending things to other people mm -hmm. that have high giftedness. And um, so, so what did I do with that? That's very profound. You just heard uh, one of the keys to the universe, and I can't underscore that enough. So what did I do with that? I'm a pretty intelligent, average intelligent person at, at a minimum, and I didn't do anything with it. It, it didn't click for me. And I continued to play that game off and on. And, um, and then somebody said, you need to watch The Secret some years later. And I sat down and watched that and turned it off. And I just leaned back and went, oh, my God. There's all these people who have been writing books about The Secret. And they, and they, they make a big wave with this. And, and I understand and I agree with what they're doing. And they have come up with a lot of best practices through different techniques and stories and um, experiences of theirs and things they've collected from other people to arrive at the best possible result to use our thoughts to create a result. But they didn't know how it worked. Mm -hmm. And then it hit me, I need to do something with this. This is important. And further, for the first time, I realized, oh, my God, I can do this for me. Yeah, William was making his wish list over there, but William's an, he's an author. He's an out-of-body guy. He's, he's special, 
he's a guy's guy. I mean, we're, we're just pals. But is he special? Yes, he has a special purpose and all that. But is he special? Not really. Um, you know, he, he's bright and this and that, but there's not a lot of speciality with William. He would be the first to agree. So I never thought I could do what William did. I was different from him. But when I saw The Secret, as so did tens of millions of other people, and bless their hearts for making that go around the world over and over, I knew that I could direct this gift that we are born with, the ability to use our thoughts to make things, and I could direct it to myself. So there were issues I had that I wanted to diminish or have them go away. I would like to have things happen financially. I would like a perfect home or the perfect car or the perfect partner. I used the word perfect a lot. And, and so I put that to work, and I wouldn't stop talking about it to anyone who would listen. And virtually every day for two years, I only remember eight days I didn't speak of this, I told this story and, and what you have up to this point. And, um, and people kept saying, you, you need to write a book. You need to get this out of the world. And I would say, yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But I never thought to put that into, uh, into this uh, thing I call the movie and make that happen. But when I finally did, the book wrote itself because I talked about it hundreds of times. And within seven weeks, I had the book in my hand after I put down the first word. Hmm. It wrote itself. This is not my information. I don't have an ego about this, but I am the messenger boy on this. And um, I'm glad I'm on the radio because I just can't stop talking about it. It's terribly <laughs> important. <laughs> and thank you again for letting me share this. Okay. Now, the book is called Manifesting 1, 2, 3, and you don't need three. So tell us what number one is. Here we go. You don't even have to take notes. This is so simple. If you've got a pencil, go ahead and get it. In the manifesting books, and there are a lot of authors coming at this in a lot of different directions. And once again, I support everyone asking, praying, vision boards, wish lists, however you want to do it, because all of these things represent an intention. I'll put the prayers aside. I don't know how that works. Uh, I didn't get a tour of the prayer department when I've been over there, but that's, uh, that is also an intention. But they, it has its own properties. But you have the ability, we have the ability to create a lot in our lives. I think we have a lot of room to do things, and we are not at the mercy of everything that comes along. So we're going to stop coasting. We don't have to keep wishing and hoping. We're going to build a future. So the number one is quite simply this, and here's another profound statement, and this is in the literature. Other people have spoken to this. Your thoughts can create the future. Now, when I was with William Buhlman one day, I said, William, I'm going to write this book. I've got it put together. You've been the writer here. I'm going to run this, this stuff by you very, very quickly. And uh, when I got to this place, when I said your thoughts can create the future, he smacked the table with his hand. He's been going out of body for 25 years. He said, oh, my God, of course your thoughts can make the future. Of course they can. I, I'm, I'm going to, and then he stopped himself. I'm not going to, going to. I'm going to do this now. I will be doing this now, immediately. So your thoughts can make the future as impossible as that seems. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. Your thoughts make things. So here's these, the simple technique you need, all you need. Imagine you're in a movie of your own making. You're in your movie in your future. 
everyone's good at watching a movie. Nobody ever walks up a movie and says, oh, I'm so bad at movies. I just flunk movies. <laughs> Any kid can be a master at watching a movie. Nothing to it. This is not a meditation. This is not a test of faith. This is, this is simply taking an object and, and holding it out and letting it drop to the floor. You don't have to think about gravity. So imagine you're in your future. And whatever it is in your future that you desire, you imagine that has already happened. So I don't like the word use job, but let's imagine you're in your future and, and you observe, you could be in an office building or in a, a little business for a big one, and you observe that you are in your future and you're in your perfect career. You just love this career. You don't know what it is. You don't even have to know where it is. I recommend that people are on their couch at the end of the day in their future, after their working day, and they say this statement, I'm in my future. They don't have to see anything. But they can feel that couch. They can hear the air. I mean, they can breathe the air and hear the birds around them in their future in their home. I'm in my future. And I just love my perfect career. I had a wonderful day today. People love me. I'm admired. I, I'm uh, you know, fruitful. I, I have a good purpose. I'm appreciated. I just love my perfect career. I can't wait to get back tomorrow and do some more of my perfect career. And it could be happening in your house, but you don't know what the career is, where it is. And then here's the magic. I work very, very hard to send that Daffy Duck and a lot of other things. But if you are in your future and you set the scenario where this has already happened, you love your perfect career, you don't know how you got there, it, it, it doesn't matter. And then you say, I'm so very grateful. There's two great forces in the universe, light and dark, love and fear. If you take that engine, love, and put it with your wonderful intention of your perfect career, it will magnify it. It will accelerate it. It's far more powerful than the thought. But the thought gives this, mm, this engine, this emotion, direction. It points it and it empowers it. So that's the efficient way to do it. I could have sent that Daffy Duck to Judy. Uh, in, in seconds, I could have thought about it and said, this is a gift, this is my gift, out of love. And that Daffy Duck is yours. And she would have got it with a lot less effort on my part. She would start to see it on the other side. So what you're doing every day, you have a movie with different scenes. There may be a perfect career. There may be a scene where you, you can look at your uh, bank accounts online or, or the things that come in the mail in your future. And your bank accounts are fat. Uh, it's not something you have to worry about. Hmm. Well, we're coming up to a break again, and uh, just to remind you that uh, we're speaking with Ken Elliott, and Ken's website is manifesting123.com. Stay with us, and we'll be right back. Feed your soul with Waves of Consciousness on Ohm Times Radio. Ohm Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment, a philanthropic organization 
Their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Do you have time to read that inspiring book or that blog post you've been meaning to get to? In your busy world, how do you improve yourself and keep your life going? I'm Lisa Kay, and my Between Heaven and Earth radio show can transform your life just by listening. Be uplifted with inspiring topics, positive stories, and ideas that really work. Between Heaven and Earth radio is conscious living for your soul every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Hello, I'm Miriam Knight of New Consciousness Review, inviting you to my new show where I interview the rising stars of the Conscious Awakening. We'll explore the many faces of consciousness and action and intriguing perspectives on life, the universe, and everything in between. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Rising Stars Show. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Ohm Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Ohm Times endeavor. Host your show with Ohm Times Radio Network. Free your mind with Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. ...about his book, Manifesting 123. Now, Ken, before the break, we were talking about number one in the process, which was holding the, the thought and projecting it into a movie and injecting emotion of gratitude into that movie. Now, a lot of us go through the day and we're focused on our fears, on, on what we don't want. So are you saying that the emotion that of, of fear that we put behind those negative thoughts is just as powerful in manifesting? Yes, that's the number two, and I'll come back around to that. You know, I, I was talking about uh, money. I don't want this this uh, program or, or the book to be all about money. Uh, there, By the way, I want to inject that there is the equivalent of money. A lot of people need their bills paid or something for this project or that project. And quite often, instead of getting that check or having to work you know, X hours and getting paid at the end of the week, something will happen. They'll get a reduction in their uh, rent or their mortgage. Um, a gift comes in. It's the equivalent of money. They didn't have to work for it, as we would expect, but the solution came in anyway. Sometimes it's not money, but it was like money because the solution was taken care of. Uh, because You would think it had a financial solution. Maybe the solution didn't have to be financial. You can create con concepts, happiness. Uh, you, can, you can have a future where you don't have stress. There are a, a number of people, businessmen, regular people, who have reported that after they have been going into their future with these different scenes, and in their future, all the things that they require, that they hope and desire, have already happened. 
And as a result of having one foot in that future every day, you only need to do this once a day. If, if, if I say do it three times a day, you'll never leave the house. This is all you'll do. And they report having been in the future for these minutes at a time every day. They literally woke up and they didn't have stress. They literally woke up and they were happier. A couple of people said, I haven't been this happy since high school. They literally woke up and they knew they would never be lonely again. And it didn't matter if they had that partner in their lives or not. And they all knew it was a permanent change. Mm. Now, that's, that's quite a lot to wake up with. But the future, your thoughts are building that future. And part of the things in the future would require less stress or happiness. Or you wouldn't be lonely despite the result. You know, there's nothing in the way. But you have built that. Um, let, let me just uh, inject a thought here, because mm -hmm. our guest last week was talking about um, how our thought energies and uh, can actually uh, affect our physical body. Mm -hmm. um, he talked about athletes who just review the patterns of an exercise or piano mm -hmm. players, and they actually get better even without doing the physical motions. So this is an interesting parallel showing that you can do the same, have the same kind of emotional effect of de-stressing of a wonderful future of, of love in your life um, simply by imagining it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I like the word imagine because it doesn't uh, create a roadblock. Anybody can imagine anything, at least for a split second. And hold that if, if they're in a, a movie that's compelling or attracted them for 30 seconds, a minute, you know. Uh, this doesn't take a lot of time. And by the way, when you are creating these things in your future, the, you become a target for the things you're making. So don't stay at home and expect this to work its way through the keyhole. You need to get out, <laughs> you need to get out and say yes a little more because as you're a target – when you present yourself out into the world, there are more ways for these things you desire to find you. It just can't all come in, you know, through the letterbox. Mm -hmm. So uh, um, I, I've learned to do that, and I'm not ridiculous about it, but I'm more prone to say yes when I get an invitation for this thing and that thing, and I just show up. Um, you know, part of, uh, part of my movie, as I call it, is to do what I'm here to do. And by the way, the proof of concept for me every day and it's happened three times a day already, is, is this. Here's another thing that I have in one of the scenes in my movie. In my future, my time is perfectly synchronized because I had a desperate need to get more time. So I put this in my movie. It was, it was something I had to get fixed. So I'm in my future, and in my future, my time is perfectly synchronized between what I'm here to do. Thank you, Miriam, for letting me do that. My careers, I have a couple. I'm also an artist. My relationships, friends, family, that, and my personal time. I suddenly began to have personal time within about a couple of weeks. Uh, I helped people with a lot of websites for this thing and that thing, and people would take those projects back. Said, you did a great job. You've been doing this for four years. We've got somebody else to do that, or something's come up. And, you know, I'm just getting back three, four, five hours a week because of how, why these projects would go back. And I didn't try to slough them off. And today, I was delivering some books to a, a very large distributor in, in this, our four-state area here. 
And the uh, purchaser was very enamored of the book. So I was running along in a conversation. I knew I had a noon radio show to do with you. I didn't rush. I have perfectly synchronized time. I don't run through airports. I don't have to speed. If I'm late, they're late. It all works out. And I thought I had plenty of time. But when I walked out of there, I looked at my watch and went, uh-oh. You know, I'm 30 minutes from my home, maybe, and I have 30 minutes to get home. And I got in the car. I didn't rush. Uh, we had a very big snow, but the roads were perfectly clear. I'm looking at the traffic on the way on my little app. Everything is smooth sailing. Okay, so I went a little five miles an hour faster than I should. But I usually do anyway. And I got home 10 minutes before the show. Perfectly synchronized time. And I also had two very important chance encounters, very important meetings with people. One was a stranger before that happened. So I've already had a pretty good day at the office with perfectly synchronized time. My proof of concept that what I put in my future is working every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about number two? Number two. This is easy. It's hard, but it's easy. This is the simplest. Well, it's also simple. People say this, this book really works, and it's just so simple. And most people read it in a day. It's very simple language. I talked it into the book. What what you hear me say is what goes in the book. There's no elevated language or techniques or jargon here. So number two is about worry. And worry is a thought. And your thoughts just make things. It doesn't care if it's a so-called good thought or a bad thought. And when you're worrying, you're not putting love into it. You're putting fear into it. And fear is every bit as powerful for all the practical purposes here today, it's every bit as powerful as love. So it's going to make that worry happen as efficiently as it possibly can because you have willed it so and you put this big force behind it. So I didn't know, I had all this information, but uh, in thinking about writing the book, I didn't know how to deal with the worry. And I did get my perfect home and suddenly I had this really big mortgage a number that I've never faced before. Uh, what was I thinking when I got the house? And of course, I ran up a bunch of stuff on the credit card when I got the house. So here's the first month, long story short, a huge number, and I just don't have the funds in the bank. There's some savings over there. I, I hate to use it. That's not sustainable. And I have this big worry. A real estate friend of mine we're at the bottom of the market called me that same morning and said, I'm going through my savings. You need to fix this. We talked about manifesting. So I I spent the day thinking about how to handle this worry that's just eating me alive because I'm really loading it up with fear. And uh, I had given up on it. It's about 4 o'clock in the evening, and I just let it go. I didn't have a thought in my head. And this came in. I'm not used to having things come in. And the thought was very clearly, as if I heard it, but I didn't hear it, take action on your worries. Convert your worries into action items. That's the quote. Convert your worries into action items. And I'm thinking, where did that come from? And what the heck is that? And then behind that, there was this little paragraph. So it's essentially this. You're in bed in the middle of the night, and you have a worry about your elbow has been hurting you, and you're worried that it might be uh, cancer, or it could be oh my gosh, something's wrong with your bone or your circulation and you're just worried about it and it hurts and it just makes you worry about it more. You can't afford to have some ache and pain and 
worry about it in a, in a, as a very serious problem. You can create at that location something very, very serious. Your thoughts will make it. It won't judge. You can't afford that to happen. So let's take action on that worry. I'll have to use the word concerns now. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. What are you going to do? It's not enough to go to the emergency room. So get a piece of paper, turn on the light, get your smartphone, and make a note to yourself that when you awake at 9 o'clock, you're going to take action on this concern, this worry, and you're going to call the doctor. And if you wake up and it still hurts, call the doctor and go in there and find out what this is about. But don't continue to add uh, your thoughts to this thing in a negative way and then empower it, you know, just supercharge it with, with fear. So that is essentially it. So if you have a concern or a worry, you go to your future, and in your future, this concern does not exist. You can be on your couch at the end of the day, and, and you just think to yourself, I'm in my future, and oh, that thing about stress, wow, when's the last time I had stress? I can't remember. You're in your future, and you're so grateful that that happened. I prioritize things, um, perfect health, this thing, this thing, this, at least those first four things. Sometimes people write them down, sometimes they don't. You'll memorize it after a while. And I'm so grateful after every seeing. Now, on these concerns, this number two, take the time to think about the things that are bothering you in your life currently. And then go into your future, and you observe that they are not in the field. There have been people that have had um, bad relationships. And in their future, they're no longer with that person. Now, I'm not advocating divorce. They can also go into their future, and they're very happy with their perfect partner. Now, they don't see who that perfect partner is. They may still be in that relationship if it's a boyfriend-girlfriend or a, or a marriage partner. But they observe in their future, they're very happy in their relationship. They have one, and they're very happy. They don't see who it is or what it is. And some people have uh, had changed in their relationships very mm -hmm. profound. Well, there's that little tune again, so we're coming up to our last break. So do stay with us because we're going to get to number three. When we come back, we're speaking with Ken Elliott about manifesting one, two, three. Your conscious connection to a more mindful world. Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Have you ever wondered how to change your love paradigm? The secret key is finding a love partnership, not just a regular connection. How do you find these? Through conscious relationships. Ascending Hearts Dating is a dating site for people like you that believes in second chances and a different type of spiritual connection. Try Ascending Hearts for free today at ascendinghearts.com and change your love paradigm. Ascending Hearts, the premier dating community for the spiritually awake. Matt Connerton here. Join Jen Coffee and I twice a week for Matt Connerton Unleashed, a political talk show that's a little different than what you're used to. No liberal or conservative agenda here, just an honest dialogue about truth and how things really work in the world of politics. Matt Connerton Unleashed, every Tuesday and Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio. 
Circle of Hearts Radio is a sanctuary on the airwaves. Join me, Grandmother Alaya, in the circle on Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, as I share information to both enlighten and nourish your soul. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Om Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Om Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Free your mind, expand your soul. Om Times Radio, IOM FM. One is creating the movie and energizing it with the emotion of gratitude. Number two is taking any of your worries and writing them down as action items to take them off your kind of wrinkle brow. And now, Ken, tell us what number three is. Okay. Yeah, and that number two, for a little more clarity, is to take action on those concerns. If it's a lack of money, then uh, ask the boss for a raise. Talk to a mentor. Look around for another job. Take action on that worry. And, you know... If you take action on that concern and you're going to your future and these concerns don't exist, that's all you can do for the day. That's all you can do for the day. And I can't tell you to stop worrying and let it go, but you can diminish that way to take care of worries. So number three is, we've heard this so many times, we're all very, very big. We're huge spiritual beings. We are a piece of God. Uh, or the creator, you know, on and on and on. And, and many of us is, have seen this. We've experienced this. Um, and it's comical that here we are, and we have all these concerns and, and, and the ups and downs and all of this. Um, and if we were really that big, why can't we just fix everything? Well, if you start manifesting, imagine a graph line that's moving upward. The trend line is upward, but it has ups and downs. But when you start manifesting the general trend line will go upward. And if it didn't have peaks and valleys, we, we'd never leave the house. Everything's taken care of forever and ever I'm in, right? So um, you're going to enjoy and you're going to start to see results from doing this because it is a true thing. And you don't have to be special to do this. So the number three is the statement that we're all very, very big, but you don't need that. It's mm-hmm. not part of your equation. You don't have to go pure and dress in white appropriately and fast for 40 days. No. You can do this in the car. You can do it at home. You can do it casually. You can de- do it with your eyes closed and in deep concentration. Your thoughts will make it. And simply repeating this every day will do the job. So you don't need number three. I like what you said about taking action, whether it's on the positive side Uh, and, you know, getting out there and circulating, or when it comes to our worries, uh, also, you know, putting it aside. So often we stew about things and put them off because they're so unpleasant to deal with, and they just remain and they fester. Mm -hmm. So this Mm -hmm. is really wonderful advice to, to get it on a list 
to remind yourself that you need to take at least some action step. It's like that joke about uh, the person who prayed uh, to God for a winning, uh, to win the lottery. And God eventually says, meet me halfway and buy a ticket. Yes, yes. That's one of my favorites. Do something. Yes, yes. You know, maybe this is this is in your face for a good reason, or maybe not, but you have the ability to get through this or, or to bring in help. You know, people talk about the law of attraction a lot, and, and I'm all for that, but truly, the law of attraction is a side effect. It's the side effect of the initial thought. If you don't have the initial thought, what what's going to be attracted? So you take action for these concerns. You, in, in the number one, you create your future that has already happened. It's, it's like, um, and, and I'll clarify that, you want that new career. Don't specify that you have to get a new wardrobe, that you have to get this, you have to get that. No, in your future, you are, oh my gosh, I'm in this place of my perfect career, or I just finished the day, with my perfect career, and I'm so very, very grateful. It's kind of like leaving the canvas blank so that the universe can create possibly an even more glorious picture than what you would have been able to imagine. Yes, I'm so glad you said that, because when I was originally had this vacation thing, I'm, I'm off that now, but I'm moving around, and I'm in my future in some wonderful place, and I look out the window or a balcony, I'm holding that rail, I can touch the window and I look out, I don't see where I am, but I love being there and I don't have to worry about the time away or the money to get there. And, and suddenly I've been traveling a lot into places that would never be on my list and I thoroughly enjoy them. But if I wanted to go to Seville, I would put Seville in my future and touch Seville things and drink the coffee and eat the food and I'd start to manifest that result. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is so um, difficult for some people uh, to, I don't know whether it's overcoming childhood uh, issues or whatever, uh, or feelings of unworthiness, but creating your movie, creating a dream that's big enough for you. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for them? How, well, how do you go about it? Uh, it was just... Two hours ago, I had this conversation with someone who, you know, knows a lot about this world, is in the publishing business. <laughs> and I said, are you one of those people that doesn't ask? No, I said, are you one of these people that asks? She said, I do. I do. And I said, do you ask for yourself? She said, you know, I don't. And typically people will say, well, I don't ask for myself because the last time I did something happened, it kind of scared me. Or I asked for other people, isn't that good enough? Or, and you hit the big button, I'm not worthy. Or, this is too good to be true. I'm not going to ask for two things. I'm not going to ask for things that are too good to be true. It's impossible. I'm not going to go into that fantasy land. But your thoughts will make things anyway, and they don't care what you think, except what you think. Hmm. Um, so, uh, I encourage people to ask by any means possible and to do the vision boards, the wish lists, and this and that. But, Underpinning this, you know what happens when you walk over to that light switch. It's going to connect. And all you have to do is continue to revisit that. It's all in the book, and it's just so simple. You heard it. You, you don't have to buy the book. You can just go off and do what you heard here. Mm. 
I'll read the stories and they're on the website at manifesting123.com. And I urge you to get on the newsletter and get those stories and go through the archive. So what were some of the most magical or miraculous stories that you've heard as a result of this process? Well, I was teaching an art class and an elderly woman came up to me. Elderly, she's a few years older than I am. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, she was the quiet one and everyone else had left. And she said, I have glaucoma and I don't want to lose my sight. What would you recommend I do? Because after the classes, I I, uh, talk about manifesting in, in a mini lecture for anyone that wants to hear it. And I said, well, go to your future. And in your future, you don't have glaucoma. You observe you don't have glaucoma and you're very grateful. She said, okay. And she left. And I, and I, I came in the living room and I had to sit down. I'm not, a, I'm, I don't profess to be a healer. I'm not a doctor. I was very concerned about what people think of me or do with this. I'm very, very reticent about talking about healing. Uh, I'm, I'm not Mr. Snake Oil guy, although it sounds like I'm saying you can do anything. Yeah, doesn't that sound familiar? Very much like snake oil. Um, so I was very concerned about that. So what happened was, I have to condense this very quickly, um, a couple of months later, she went to her doctor. The doctor said, you don't have any evidence of glaucoma. Mm. That is very rare. Uh, if you'll trust me, I'll take you off glaucoma because it's a slow-moving disease. And come back in six months on a regular appointment, we're going to see where your glaucoma is. She went home. She thought, this stuff might work. It must be working. There might be something to this. So she had another scene in her movie where her husband walks into the house and hands her a check for $20,000. That is the key to retirement. He said, if we get $20,000 more, I will retire. So down the road now, uh, we're six months down. He walks into the house. He gives her the check for $10,000. And she just laughs. I got ahead of myself. Before he gives her the check, she goes back to the doctor for the checkup. We're six months out. There's that checkup. The doctor says, you don't have glaucoma. I want you to go to another doctor. They have other equipment. Go to this doctor and see what he says. She goes to this other doctor. He says, what glaucoma? So shortly after, the husband comes in, walks in with a check for $10,000, and she laughs at him. Well, he's, he's terribly hurt. It's like he gives her an engagement ring, and she laughs at him. And and he said, what's so funny? She said, I'm sorry, darling, but uh, um, I had been manifesting $20,000 and you gave me 10. He said, I have another thing coming in and very shortly I'll have the other $10,000 and I'm going to retire. (laughs) So I told another person about that in Kansas City a year later. um, I hadn't met this man. I only knew him remotely. He was taking me to get some art supplies. I was teaching up there. And on the way back, um, he said, my wife really loves your book. And I said, well, I'll throw you out a story. And randomly, I had this story. He said, why did you tell me that story? And I said, I don't know. I have over 100. He said, I have glaucoma. I think he's only 53 years old. And six weeks later, he got back to me. He said, I had a checkup. I have no evidence of glaucoma. So I went to the National Glaucoma site on the web. That's the big return. And halfway down, it says, in no uncertain terms, glaucoma is not curable. Whatever sight you lose, you have lost. And I called these people back. I vetted this story. I'm going to put it on the newsletter. 
And I said, are you okay with this? They said, I'm as perfect as I can be with this because I haven't lost that much sight. And now it's not regressing any further. It's just as perfect as I can make it. I'm so very grateful. Thank you. Wow. I guess it was Marianne Williamson who said that uh, we're, we're more powerful than we can even imagine, and that frightens us. It does, but imagine it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, uh, Sir uh, um, uh, Branson, he's, he's announced he's going to Mars two months ago. Dream big if you like. Well, he's, he's such a prime example of the big dream. He is. And, you know, people have all sorts of things happen. It doesn't take money at all. You can wake up and be happier. Well, everyone, you heard it here. Dream big. And, and manifesting is as easy as one, two, three, and you don't need three. Ken Elliott, thank you so much for being with us today. It was absolutely delightful. Get Ken's book and go to his website and listen. Uh, sign up for his newsletter at manifesting123.com. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Miriam. It's an honor. Thank you so much. And do visit our website, ncreview.com, for lots more reviews, interviews, and all kinds of good stuff. And sign up for my newsletter. Many blessings. Much love. Be well. Goodbye.